0: You are listening to Sisters with Knowledge, powered by The Guiding Star Incorporated. Your hosts are Regina Grevious and Nicole Matthews. They come to you with thirty-plus years collectively in the financial industry. The Guiding Star Incorporated was developed to help plant seeds by giving you suggestions to consider to lead you to your northern star.
1: Today our topic is going to be 15 steps to get in tune with your personal finances. So I believe that this is going to be an awesome topic because I need probably all of those 15 steps because I am trying to get 2021, I mean excuse me, 2020 to end good, but going into 2021 much better. So Regina, would you give us those 15 steps as we listen closely with an active ear?
0: Yes. So we're going to just dive right on in like we normally do. Okay. In first. Um, Number one, as we always start our topics off in our podcast off, you need to have the desire and the commitment. So never put your foot to something that you don't plan on walking, you know? So if you don't, if you don't have a plan, don't do it. So you need to have the desire and the, and the commitment. Put your hand to the plow, and you, you gotta be able to really be able to be in it for the long haul to see results. Number two. So while you're kinda getting this engine going, Go ahead and start educating yourself. So find some YouTube videos about personal finance, um, blogs, blogs, um, financial websites that actually speak to you and that resonate with you. Find things that, the reason why I say find things that resonate with you and your style because you're, you're tend to likely gonna stick with it, you know, if it's something that, that you can relate to. So number three, first things first, knowledge is power. Obtain your credit report. So there's there's, web, there's a website out there, freeannualcreditreport.com. Go ahead and get on there. Get all three of your credit reports. I would recommend to do it and to, to get them sent to you in the mail so you can read through it that way versus getting electronically and you printing it off. Let them send it to you. This is one way I'm telling you not to use a digital service. Let the, let the free annual credit report actually send you the, your credit report so you can read through the whole report from front to back. Get educated on the report. You know, they really give you a lot of education when you get that report in so you can really learn a lot of things from it. Do you pay for a credit monitoring service? If you don't, you should. And Credit Karma is not going to cut it, okay?
1: So why would you suggest that we pay for a credit monitoring service when we have something that, you know, crit, like you said, Credit Karma or these other free services? So why would we want to pay for it?
0: The reason why we want to pay for it, because you you pay for Netflix and things like that, right? So you watch movies and things. You need to be watching your credit <laughs> the same way you watch <laughs> Netflix crime, all these other things that you so religiously have coming out of your account. Pay for a subscription-based credit monitoring service. And the reason why I say that, no knock on Credit Karma. Do download Credit Karma because it does give you a lot of free education. However, when you pay for the service, it gives you all three credit reports every month. It monitors your credit. Um, Usually there's a component in there. If something happens to your credit and your identity stolen, it has an insurance component that goes in there. Um, I know some of the, the subscription-based services, they um, allow you to store documents within there electronically, your debit and credit card numbers. So there's a lot of things that go along with that. And the reason why I'm telling you this is a subscription that you need, get out of the mindset of paying for things that don't hold value. We'll pay for Netflix, but we won't pay for a credit-based subscription mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. And keep in tune with what your credit is doing. So this kind of speaks to this generational generational wealth, generational curses. Shift your mindset. Investing in things that are of value. So,
1: And I agree with you there, Miss Regina, because when I have heard people say out of their mouth... I am not going to pay for a credit monitoring service. I don't want to pay to see what my credit is because I have credit karma. And like you said, not knocking or uh, belittling credit karma, but it doesn't give you the full picture. It's just a consumer report, basically. So you want something that's going to give you that education, but also show you your 3 Equifax, TransUnion and Experian reports. So it can put you in the best financial situation for whatever you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. But that just baffles me when they say they will not pay for that score. To see what that score is. It's
0: mm-hmm. interesting, huh? So, you know, I'm I'm going to just reiterate that, you know, Yes, get get Credit Karma. Do download freeannualcreditreport.com to get your, your credit reports. But also when obtaining your credit reports, you need to get serious about your credit. So if you have credit rebuilding to do, get serious about it. If you want to build credit, this is how you get serious about it. Get that subscription-based service and then also make sure that you download free annual credit report and do use Credit Karma because it does have credit education in it. So that brings us to number four. The next step in getting in tune with your finances, you need to start saving money. So, and I put here as the fourth step, force yourself to save. Force yourself to save money. Saving should be like paying a bill. So you pay yourself first, pay your bills, and then then do what you got to do. Set up a recurring transfer for savings, something that you're that you're not gonna miss. Don't discount if you can only save $5 a paycheck. That adds up. And it's better than not saving anything in the, in the interim. There's also digital apps out here that automatically allow you to save money. You know, there's, there's like Digit, Dobot, there's there's several different apps out here. There's no shortage of things that can actually help you save money. Find a way to force yourself to save money. And if it's small in the beginning, so be it. Get on a 52-week savings plan where you start with the dollar and then build your way up. You know, But savings is more really important when you're starting on your financial journey. You need to have money in the bank. You need to have more than a checking account and a savings account with 25 cents in it.
1: Well, Miss Regina, I, I don't I, I cannot save money because I have too much going on. I don't I cannot save money. Have you heard that?
0: Oh, I've heard it. I've heard it. So my next follow-up question is, and we're gonna get to it. <laughs> it might be time for you to pull that bank statement and see where you can save money. So I'm I'm about to get to something that's actually gonna help you um, free up some of your cash flow. Okay. So, number five, that leads me to number five. Close one account or subscription you don't need and do it today.
1: But I need all my subscriptions. I need them all. I need my, I need so I can watch TV. I need this, um, Netflix. I need Hulu. I need, I don't even know all the other ones, but I need them. I know I need them because one, I may be bored one day and I need to watch TV.
0: A movie on TV. So. Okay, so, let me say it again. I'm gonna say it for those in the back, back here. Close one account or subscription that you don't need and do it today. Okay. So you're talking about you can't save money. Your budget's too tight. Nine times out of ten, when you look at your statement, there's a lot of subscription services and a lot of them you're probably not really utilizing. Let's talk about the gym. That's a mm. big. Most people pay subscription services anywhere from $10 to $50, $60 a month for the gym and they don't even go. If you're not going, cancel it, you know? So, you know, if working out is gonna be a goal for you, but it's not for you today, cancel that subscription because you can work out free. That's one thing, that's one plus you can get rid of. Plus with Corona right now, do you wanna be at the gym? No, do you need to go to the gym? No, cancel the subscription. It's a good time to cancel things that you don't need. Um, is it So you ask yourself, do you need it? Are you using it? Is it necessary? So do you need it? Are you using it? And is it necessary?
1: So I can keep that. my Netflix. I just need to cancel my subscription to the gym.
0: Sounds good. But so what a- about this? What about if you have Hulu, Netflix, and all these other things? Why not pick the ones that you watch the most and cancel the others? Or get the free version of Hulu and netflix is one that you have to pay a hard fee for but let's say amazon prime it's free you just have to subscribe to things within prime so take what's free cable if you find yourself using a lot of streaming services cancel the cable just get the internet it still might work out to be cheaper in the long run when you price it out but i'm only asking you to cancel one just one Mm mm-hmm Maybe you subscribe to a coffee plan at Panera. You don't need that, cancel it. Subscription services are a way for businesses to actually make money because they're making money. Here's why. Because you're using it, where you're paying whether you use it or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Think about that. Number six, quit habits that are costing you money. What do you mean? Mm-hmm like what happens on that happy hour (laughs) smoking starbucks so let's talk about happy hour happy hour and smoking so if you're this person you have to go to happy hour every day every other day every week even you know that costs a lot of money because you gotta purchase that plus you got tip on top of that and on top of that, think about the factor from a you know a generational standpoint. Is the health and wellness. It's not smoking, happy hour drinking, and stuff like that. It's not helping you in the long run. It's hurting you financially. It's also hurting your body. Starbucks. We all love Starbucks. You know, I love it. But one of the things I did years ago is I broke that Starbucks habit. Buy a Keurig a small initial investment up front and you buy the K-Cups and then you have coffee made just the way you want it every day. Mm -hmm. Buy your flavored creamer. You know, you make those investments every two weeks, every three weeks, however long it lasts. Get on Amazon, stock up on things and you have Starbucks right at the house. You can get Starbucks K-Cups as well. So, you know, start there. Brew a pot of coffee at the house. You know, have it set to where in the morning when you get up, it's already brewing and ready to go. And then you, all you got to do is pour it in your cup. You got Starbucks on the go, but it's not costing you mm-hmm. 7 to $10 per day that you stop in there. So,
1: And then you can also use that as a reward. I mean, if you love Starbucks that much, after you achieve, a, achieve a goal, like a... Uh, a savings goal, then maybe you can treat yourself to Starbucks outside at at the brick and mortar. But other than that, I can understand that. So yeah, I don't I don't drink Starbucks because I don't. I'm not a kind of surreal Starbucks, but I understand what you're saying. But use it as a reward.
0: Yes, and think about it. What's your Starbucks? So Starbucks might not be your thing, but there's something that is your Starbucks. <laughs> right. To <good. laughs> be a <at> McDonald's uh, <laughs> a McMuffin every morning.
1: Right. Okay. Oh, oh,
0: yes. yes. Yeah, so, yeah. that sounds real good about now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, think about with the Egg McMuffin. Okay, if you like Egg McMuffins, why not go to the freezer section of the store? You can get your own. They're probably a little bit healthier anyway. And you can have those in the freezer. Pop it out while you're taking a shower in the morning. Pop that in the microwave. You got one for less than a fraction of the cost. So mm-hmm. think about things like that. And, you know, I'm saying this not to put you in a box or keep you from doing things that make you happy or, you know, things that please you, you know, with your routine and things like that. It's just wanting you to shift your mindset about how you allocate your funds and how you spend money. Number seven, do you have a budget or let me piggyback off that? Do you know what a budget is? A lot of people, they're like, "Mm, budget, what's that? You know, budget car, budget car rental. So budget is kind of like you think like yeah my grandparents were on a budget I don't want to do with that you know this is 2020 but here's the thing that's why that's why I'm saying find something that resonates with you in the way it resonates with you in the way you can relate and stick to things modernize it what does a budget look like today how do you track what you spend. So, you know, just getting on your mobile app, that's not a good way to track what you spend. Even if it's something as simple as a piece of paper where you do your inflow outflow, um, you know, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but you need to have some other system besides checking your mobile app to to check how how you spend your money. So let's talk about what a budget is. A budget is an estimate of income and expenditure for a set period of time. So we'll say that again because I think there were some people in the back that didn't hear me. So a budget is an estimate of income and expenditures for a set period of time. It can be fancy, just like I said, or it can be as simple as you need it to be. It can be an app like Mint. And I think there's so many, there's so many I can't even think about. You know, mm-hmm. I think Mint mm-hmm. is probably the best one I've seen, but there's so many. I, whatever you like, that's what you choose. Or if a piece of paper is good for you, then use a piece of paper, get a notebook. So here's something I want you to do. Here's an exercise that I want you to do when you come off this podcast gather all your income documents, so it's like your pay stub, whatever you got coming in gather up all your bills. That's charge-offs, collections, credit card bills, mortgage, um, car note, gather all your bills. Get an accounting of what you actually owe. Start to do a snowball. You know, so you, what, what is a snowball? Starting out with the small bills, tackling those, and then you apply those payments towards the big bills. And then that's that's a good way to start getting rid of your debt. Add money you are paying towards that one bill that gets paid off to the new bill. So that's how you snowball. That's a good quick way to get out of debt. And that's a whole nother segment, but I want you to get into the mindset of knowing what you owe and don't ignore it. And just a little key thing I want to add in there. and This is giving you an additional bonus. If you owe collections, those are typically interest-free unless you owe collections on a credit card. That's a whole other ballgame. But if you owe a medical collection or something like that, if you whatever you pay towards it, it's going away. There's no interest on that. So, you know, think about that. Tackling your collections and things like that. Don't ignore that kind of stuff. Number eight see what you already have around by cleaning and organizing. Why you're saying, why would you do this? Like, why <laughs> am I going to be cleaning and organizing? A lot of times we spend money on stuff we already have. And I can tell you that from experience. Mm, speaking. I actually cleaned and organized all makeup, Ulta boxes, all this other kind of stuff. I had like 17 mascaras. It was just crazy. I don't need to be buying anything else from Ulta at this present time, unless it's like foundation or something you use daily. So look and see what you have, look and see what you need to get rid of. You may not need to be spending money. You know, prepare yourself, go on a spending freeze, you know, see see, see, see what you can do there. Number nine, set up automatic payments after you create a budget and you are committed to this budget. You want to do this so you're not late on your payments. So and I'm not saying go out there and set up every bill on auto payment because a lot of times it's not realistic for people and it can cause another problem of overdrafting and things like that if you don't keep up with it. My suggestion is things that bills that you normally forget, like for me it's the water bill and maybe my Lowe's account for some reason I forget those certain bills. Um set up those for auto payments so you don't forget and you're not late and you're not paying late fees. Also, it might be a good time for you to look at, since you're building a budget, maybe look at setting up a secondary checking account. So check with your bank to see if they offer a free secondary account um, for you to actually set up your auto payments and your bills out of and your banking separately. Number 10, assess your current finances and set realistic financial goals. So everything we've given you from one to nine, now that you're in the thick of this and you've, you're have you kind of shocked what you really have, you know, you know, you've got the knowledge of what's going in and what's going out, it will really shock you when you really sit down and look at it. Assess your current finances and set realistic financial goals. Set metrics that you wanna hit Um, to start yourself on a better path financially. So take a look at your insurance policies, reduce debt via budgeting, stick to your budget. Number 11, we're gonna start, we're gonna talk about the future a little bit because a lot of us, we don't like to think about this. You know, we we don't wanna ever think about the future. We're gonna live forever and, you know, nothing's ever gonna be wrong and nothing's happening. Think again. So plan for the what ifs. Do you have a plan for the what ifs? Leave your family a future, not a burden. Think about the future, especially if you have a family, if you're married and you have children, if you're not married and you have children, plan for the what if something happens to you, especially if you're the primary breadwinner or your money has a big impact on your family. Create a will. No one likes to think about that. That is so morbid. Oh my God, that's creepy. Create a will. Okay, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot easier for your family if something happens. Um, what about life insurance? Yeah, and even if you're single with no children, you need life insurance. You know, leave a future for somebody else. Leave a future for your nieces and nephews. Leave something for your parents. You never know what what's gonna happen. Um, and I have this note and this is really for families leave an inheritance for your children's children so Proverbs 13 if you're spiritual leave an a inheritance for your children's children the scripture reads a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children that's what it's for so that speaks to generational wealth you know mm-hmm. don't leave your family bills Madness and mayhem and financial ruin. No, you know, that, that's not a good thing to do. So when you're speaking of inheritance, you're like, what, is, what does that even mean? So know what it means. And inheritance means possessions, endowments, and allotments. So think about it, if something happened to you and you have a child that's entering into college and there was a life insurance left behind, they could possibly purchase a home live rent free pay for their college or maybe pay for some of their college and not have any debts and have a vehicle that's paid for you just created generational wealth so you just created wealth for the next generation so if they have children they they have the, the means to set those children up properly because they don't have a mountain of debt sitting on their head so mm-hmm. Think about that,
1: and I would like to chime in right there, Miss Regina. Yeah, because we always think about the the what does it say the the bending tree is not always the first to fall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Reverend Paul Morton. So while we're also making sure that we have insurance to leave an inheritance, no parent ever likes to think that their child would go before them. Amen. So you wanna make sure you ensure your children as well because that can put a financial burden on you and your whole financial future. But you are more concerned because you've lost a child. Mm-hmm. So always think about that because that's an experience that's really close to me. So with that being said, think about ensuring your children now as well as yourself. Yes.
0: And I can I can think about that, you know, because my I my my name Regina, I'm named after someone that passed away at the age of four. So in my family, so you know you never know what's going to happen. So be prepared, you know, don't have burdens on yourself, and don't pass burdens on to your other family members. And if and if a child happens to pass away early you know, it also could cause a, a burden for another family member that's trying to help you. You know, mm-hmm. so always keep that in mind. Keep each other in mind, you know, because you don't you just don't know what life holds. So keep it an inheritance. So plan for the what ifs, plan for the future. And this subject is very it's heavy. It's right. heavy. But in order to create generational wealth and inheritance In order to adapt to these terms in the black community, you have to kind of tackle heavy loads. So we're gonna tackle it and we're gonna keep tackling it. Number 12, lighten it up a little bit. Number 12, set up an emergency fund. So set up emergency funds with an S, multiple, plural. So think of this. And I want you to picture this, having two to three months of your income on hand for an emergency. Oh my God, think about that again. Say it, write it down. Have two to three months of your actual income on hand for an emergency. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. I may not even be there yet. So that's a goal, that's something to work on. But two things that I want you to think about, you know, as you're going into the savings mode. So if for, you know, in the beginning I was talking about forcing yourself to save, So, mm-hmm. you've gotten a little bit further down the road and you get things in the direction you want to go and you've harnessed your finances, meaning you have control, you see what's going on. You know what you have going in and out. Everything may not be where you want it to be, but you're getting somewhere. Start first, First, save your first 1,000, save your first 1,000 first. That is strictly for emergencies, you never touch it. The quick way to do that is a 52 week savings plan. You can start that out with the dollar and you go from there. Number two, fully fund an emergency fund that has three to six months of your expenses. And you might only be able to initially with the with the two to three months of income and three to six months of expenses. Start out with two months of your income and three months of your expenses and then build on to that. Start where you can because remember, I'm always going to tell you something is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. Something in a savings account, something going in is better than zero going in or always taking money out of your savings. So set up your emergency funds. There's three of them. Two to three months of your income on hand for an emergency. Save $1,000, this clean emergency fund. You do not touch it ever. Fully funded emergency fund with three to six months of your expenses. Number 13, save money for your retirement. Save money for your retirement is so important. Like do not skimp on this. Um, If you're working a nine to five, think 401k, 403 um, whatever your employer is offering take advantage of it and 9 times out of 10 especially if they match even if you can only afford to put in 1% and they match 1 do that mm-hmm. and then start raising it up every time you get a raise match it go up. so if you get a 2% raise take 1% of that and raise your 401k every year until you get to where you need where you're putting a respectable amount in are you self-employed? Entrepreneurs, small business owners, side hustlers. Think about a SEP IRA. Mm-hmm. So self-employment. So you can do, you can go to your bank, talk about a SEP IRA, as well as a any IRA option through the bank. So it's a good time to always put back for the future, no matter what you're doing. And even if you're self-employed and your budget is tight, put into an IRA anyway. Do it. Just do it. Number 14. Tune into financial gurus and financial shows. Shift your focus. Yes, I'm one of the biggest consumers of Netflix, um, you name it, Queen Sugar, uh, Greenleaf, I'm there for it, okay? <laughs> but shift your focus from always being entertained to being educated. So in if you're on Netflix, find a financial something like a show on there that speaks about financial or a movie that that speaks about financial. Shift your focus so you can start building that financial terminology and you know what it means somebody's asking you about an IRA, you're not going deer in the headlights or you're not going glassy. You can actually have that conversation. Tune into the financial gurus. So you got your Dave Ramsey. That might be a little extreme. That is for me. Susie Orman. Find who your financial gurus are and follow those people. Follow it. Warren Buffett, follow it's like like the plague. Expose yourself to other things financially. Expose your family, expose your spouse, your children. Everybody needs to be thinking about these things. Put your children in the savings mindset. Number 15, we're coming up on the final thing. Number 15, and it's simple. It's just so simple. Execute on your plan. If you fall down, get up. Okay. So if you fall, if you if you put your plan together, something happens that derails you derails you off the plan. Financial issues. Um, somebody got sick. Somebody had to be off work. Big bill happened. The roof came in. Whatever the case may be. If you had to wipe out your savings, it doesn't matter. Get back on get back on your plan, stick to the script, create an operating rhythm around your finances. And even if you fall off, you have something to get back onto and to start back on. So execute your plan, follow up on it, give yourself room for failure because it's always not gonna go perfect. And with life, things are always gonna come up. But you know, if you put a plan in place, the people won't perish. That's all I (laughs) got.
1: Well, you have given us a lot to think about, and I know I've been taking my notes, so I have some things to take away and implement into my daily routine, especially with the savings and the spending freeze. I believe I'm definitely gonna go on a spending freeze for the moment, Uh because I wanna go ahead and amp up the savings account, like you said, and and I do need to work on getting these three months, three to six months of expenses set aside so there's some there was some great information that you have shared with us and i know that i have some work to do know i have some work to do
0: and each one teach one so you know as you're learning and plotting and planning teach teach someone else and you know by doing that you're going to hold yourself accountable you know Mm -hmm. so make your plan hold yourself accountable execute on your plan
1: Well, thank you all again for joining Sisters with Knowledge, Regina Grievous and Nicole Matthews. Until the next time, be safe, be blessed, and we look forward to hearing from you. And if you have any comments, concerns, or feedback, please reach out to us. Which way, Regina?
0: TheGuidingStar.com. Check us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube hit like and hit share below and give us your comments too. And if it's ugly, we're going to get you. Bye. <laughs> you have been listening to the Systems with Knowledge podcast powered by The Guiding Star Incorporated. You can connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at The Guiding Star INC. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review as we welcome your developmental feedback to help the Sisters with Knowledge podcast grow. Also, check out our website at GuidingStarinc.com for tips, tools, and other upcoming podcast topics. Again, don't forget to leave your feedback. We would love to hear from you. Until we meet again, it's your Sisters with Knowledge, powered by the Guiding Star Incorporated.